Hallelujah. Let's give God our praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you for this great opportunity to be in your presence today. And God, we just celebrate as you move us forward. And God, as we are listening and obedient, as we take steps of faith, we thank you, God, that, that we will see your kingdom come, your will be done in Calgary, Lord, as thousands of people come to know you, Jesus, over the decades and the years ahead. Father, we thank you for the fruit that is already taking place, even now, Lord, of lives being saved and people being baptized and healed. And we just give you praise, Lord, today for everything that you are doing in us as your people. And we say yes to you, Lord God, today. That every one of your provinces is yes and amen. We receive it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. 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 Exciting days. And you can be seated at this time. And thank you, uh, Pastor Michael and worship team. And how many are thankful for what uh, God has blessed us with here at First Assembly? What a beautiful opportunity just to worship together this morning. Excellent. Well, we're in a series, This is Living, and right now uh, some of our staff are just going to help us, and, and uh, we, we have some booklets that we've been handing out this month, and I know some of you have brought them with you, and if you're here maybe for the first time, we want to give you a booklet, or if you haven't got one, or even if you forgot it at home, we are a grace-based people, and we just say, hey, no problem, we got a booklet here for you today, and so just raise your hand if you, if you need a This is Living booklet. It's just a, a tool for you to uh, take notes this morning. There's just a, a, a way for you just to track with uh, the messages over these weeks, and So uh, we have a few more weeks left in This is Living, but we're talking about how Jesus has come to give us abundant life and and what that means for us as followers of Jesus, that we could live the full and abundant life that Jesus has called us to. How many people want to live your life in in kind of a halfway, you know, kind of, you know, not all of God's promises? None of us. We want to live our lives full out for God. We want to receive every one of his promises, don't we? And so he has come that we would have life and to live it more abundantly. And so this is, this is living. This is living. So this morning, if you have your Bible, Matthew chapter 6 is where we're going to go today. Uh, you can follow on the screen as well. But Matthew 6, starting at verse 25. And I want to title this message this morning, Don't Worry About Anything. Don't worry about anything. Therefore, let's listen to the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow, and they do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you, that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. So, here he says it again, do not worry. Saying, what shall we eat or 
what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself, and each day has enough trouble of its own. Let's pray. Father, thank you, God, for your words today to us, Jesus. And God, we, we desire for you today, Lord, to, to help us in this area because we're, we're weak and we're human. And there's all kinds of things today, Lord, that perhaps are racing through our minds. And Lord, we thank you that your word to us is that we should not worry and we should not fear. And so, God, help us today to live the abundant life free from worry, free from anxiety. And God, just living our lives to the fullest as you enable us by your Holy Spirit. Help us, God, with this, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God, help me with my worry. Help me with my worry. You know, this, uh, this past week on Tuesday morning, uh, I came into to the office and we rally together each week with our staff Tuesday morning early and, and we just get together for a little kind of catch up as we start the week and, and a prayer time together. And I walked in and somebody said to me, uh, they said, oh, did you hear about the earthquake? 7.9. That happened just off the coast of Alaska on Tuesday morning. And I said, no, I didn't hear it. He said, yeah, and there was a, a tsunami uh, warning for the whole west coast of British Columbia, including, you know, Vancouver, Vancouver Island and and I thought, oh my goodness, wow, I, ne- I didn't hear about that. And they said, yeah, but it looks like they just lifted the warning. But I guess there was all kinds of evacuations uh, that were happening. And so right away I started thinking about my parents because my parents live out at the West Coast. And, and so, I, you know, during the meeting I'm thinking about my mom and dad. And, and, and I was glad that it was just a, a warning. But I thought, well, I wonder if they had to evacuate. And it was like 3 in the morning or something like this. People were being dragged out of their beds. There were sirens going off different parts of the West Coast. And so I'm thinking about my parents because I didn't have any other information at that point except I heard there were some evacuations. And so the meeting was over and I went into my office and I, I picked up the phone and I, I phoned my dad. I said, I said, Dad. He's like, oh, hey good morning. I said, hey dad, how are you? Oh, we're doing great. You know, we're just having a nice kind of leisurely morning. Your mom and I just had breakfast. And I said, oh, okay, well, uh, you didn't hear about the earthquake. There was an earthquake? He said, I said yeah, yeah. I said, you didn't, you, were you guys evacuated? Or he said, oh, evac-. he goes, well, I guess if we were supposed to be evacuated, uh, he says, I guess we kind of missed that. We're just kind of enjoying our breakfast. <laughs> I said, oh, Dad, I was just thinking about you. I was concerned. I was worried. And he said to me, he goes, well, he goes, I guess if there was something to worry about, we weren't worried anyway. <laughs> and I thought, wow, what a way to live your life. You know, earthquakes, tsunamis, and they're just having a cup of tea, you know, enjoying the leisurely morning, you know, that they got up. And, but, you know, there's always something to worry about, though, isn't there? There's always something in life to be concerned about, whether it's a, a natural disaster, whether it's uh, the economy, or whether it's, you know, your investments, or, or what, what if this happens, and what if I have a job change, or what if I get laid off, or what if there's, uh, you know, a new boss that I work with, or what if, you know, we're worried about things like, uh, you know, uh, our kids, and how well they're going to do, or our grandkids, or, or you know, are they, are they right with the Lord, or, or, you know, there's all kinds of things that, you know, they're traveling, or they're going on a trip, and this could happen, and that could happen, and, and you know, I want to go to Hawaii on vacation, but what about North Korea, because they want 
to, you know, throw a missile over to you. What, what's going to happen if I'm on a beach and all of a sudden a nuclear bomb goes off? There goes my holiday. It's not going to be very fun. And, and we could worry and we could fret and we could think about all the things that could be or, or what might happen then. And, and a lot of us struggle with worry because, because worry becomes, in some of us, like a habit where we just think about stuff that could go wrong, that might go wrong all the time. And Jesus says that we're not to live our lives like this. And if we live our lives like this, we are missing God's best life for us. But some of us are just like, how do I, how do I get out of this, this worry habit? And I believe Jesus shows us some things about worry today. And he, he helps us, I believe, he shows us how we can actually live beyond worry in our lives. And live in a place where we don't let worry bring us down and get us to a place of, of just living the life that God has not intended for us to live. But Jesus tells us, he tells us three times in this passage, he says this phrase, he says, do not worry. Three times. And we know in scripture when we see things that are repeated like that, and three times it's like, pay attention, like this is really important. And Jesus desires for you and for me not to live in a place of worry. He says, do not worry. Now, he's not saying that we shouldn't be concerned. I want to just kind of share that with you this morning. He's not saying like, hey, you shouldn't have concern. You shouldn't think about, you know, there's all kinds of things that we can have concern about and rightfully so in life. I was concerned about my mom and dad. I was like, I care about them. And, and, and I think the difference between worry and concern could be uh, just kind of the way I think about it, that worry is something that I get into that I cannot do anything about. Concern is like, I'm concerned about you. Maybe there's a way I can pray for you or help you, and, and I leave it with the Lord. But worry is this perpetual state of just kind of over and over again in your mind and in your spirit. And I believe that worry, as we worry and worry and worry, it can actually turn into anxiety. And anxiety and worry and concern, these things are all kind of connected together, but anxiety begins to take place in our life because it begins to affect us physically. So worry moves into anxiety, and then physically we're feeling, we're, we're concerned, and we're worried, and we're, and we're anxious. And Jesus says, you're not living your best life. You're not, you're not living life to the fullest if you worry. He says, don't worry. Don't worry. Saying, well, that's easier said than done. How, how do I just live this life? Like, don't don't worry. Well, we're going to look at why we shouldn't worry and how we can conquer this habit of worry in our lives. And so here's why we shouldn't worry. Worry is a waste of time and energy. It's an absolute waste. And Jesus says, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? It's kind of a, it's a rhetorical question. It's like, is your worrying going to help you live longer? It's actually the opposite. Um, studies show that worrying, chronic worrying, actually sh could shorten our lives. It can cause health problems. It can cause all kinds of emotional problems. And when we worry and we get into this chronic worrying habit in our lives, thinking about things, it's almost like... Uh, those people that have pet hamsters. Now, if you're a pet hamster person, 
There's no judgment from me, okay? I cannot understand why people would want to have a rodent living in their house that you actually feed. Like usually I grew up like rodent kill, right? <laughs> Destroy, set the trap, set the, ch- kill rodents. You don't love rodents. You don't, rodents are, are not going to be in heaven. Rodents will be in hell. I'm just telling you right now, rodents. Nonetheless, if you have a pet rodent, you go to these people's homes and they have, and, and the hamster or the, the gerbil or whatever gets in the little wheel and what does it do? It just runs and runs and runs and it thinks it's going somewhere. <laughs> it actually thinks that it's, it's, it's accomplishing something. If I get in this little wheel, I'm just going to run, 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 run. It's kind of like worry. Worry is just like over and over. It's like we, we're doing something. We're active. We're thinking about it. We're trying to fix it. But we cannot. It's a waste of time and energy. And Jesus says that. He says, don't worry because here's the thing. It, it's just, it's, it wastes today. It wastes your life. Don't get in this habit of worry. I remember there was a time I started a, a job. I was probably 19, 18, 19 years old, and I, I got a job at this restaurant. And I was really happy to get a job because they, there weren't many jobs at that time, and, and it was hard to find one. And so I started as a prep cook in the kitchen on Saturdays and Sundays, and then I got some hours washing dishes. And, and I was like, this is great because I was saving up to go to college the next year, and, and I took a year off between you know, high school and college, and I just worked, and I, I thought, you know, this is great. And, and all of a sudden, the, the boss ha, had called me and, and just said, hey, um, can you just stop by? I got a message at home. Can you stop by uh, before work, you know, next week on your, before your shift? And I, I just want to chat with you about something. And so for days, I was thinking, oh, I wonder what the boss is going to do. I'm going to get so fired. I just got this job, and then I'm thinking, God, you provided this job, and, and, I, and I'm worried, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm nervous, and I go early, and I go really early, and I'm like 15 minutes earlier than 15 minutes earlier that I should have been there, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm, you know, waiting outside, you know, to talk to the boss, and I finally get the courage, and I go in, and I go in to talk to the boss, and the boss says, hey, thanks for coming in early. I just wanted to know if, uh, you know, we're looking for uh, an assistant manager. We're looking for a host and an evening manager, and we think that you have the personality and the skills to do it. Would you be willing to be trained? It would be full-time. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no problem. And I was worried for days, thinking about something that might happen, that the worst-case scenario, and, and, and just to turn out that turned out okay. Isn't that like worry oftentimes? We waste time and energy thinking about things that never, never seem to take place. There's a recent study done on worry, and it's, it's a book called The Worry Cure, written by Robert LaHaye. Uh, Leahy, I think is his name. And in this research, it says that 85%, they did research on people, 85% of the things that people worry about never happen. This is some of the, the newest research. And, and they talked about the fact that even the 15% of bad things that actually did happen that people worried about, that 79% of the people actually were able to cope with it much better than they thought they might. And so even research shows us that a lot of things that we worry about, and I think this is what Jesus is saying, a lot of things that consume your energy and your time, they don't even happen. And if they do happen... And this is the encouragement for you and me, especially as we know the Lord, that we have him with us in the journey. 
Worry's a waste of time and energy. Ephesians, Paul says, be careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Make the most of every opportunity. And so next time you find yourself worrying, ask yourself, God, am I making the most of this opportunity? Or am I like the hamster just spinning in the wheel? Am I, am I just going in circles? God, help me to make the most of this opportunity. He says, because the days are evil. And it says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And I think this is the key to making the most of every opportunity. God, your will be done. Your kingdom come. Turning it into saying, God, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to fret. I'm not gonna, I cannot fix this. I cannot change this. So, Lord, I'm going to make the most of this opportunity. I'm not going to worry. But, Lord, I'm going to cast my cares on you. Worry is a waste, and it's also a thief. It robs you of peace and joy. Someone said that worry robs you of today's joy with tomorrow's problems. Worry robs you of today's joy with tomorrow's problems. Don't let tomorrow's problems rob you of today's joy. Worry is a thief. It will steal from you. It will steal your time. It will steal your emotional energy. It will steal your, your, what you're thinking about. It will steal from you. It is a thief and a robber. John 10 says that the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. And one of the ways that he does that is by help, causing us or affecting us to, to worry in our lives. We shouldn't worry because it, it's, it's a robber. Worry does more damage on, on the inside of us than it's worth. Again, all kinds of statistics show that worry causes potentially some very severe health problems in our lives, and God doesn't want us to live in that place. I think sometimes the things that we pray for, we have health problems in life, sometimes not always, but sometimes they're caused by worry that we've allowed in our lives for years and years and years before that. And it's not condemnation because we all are weak and Jesus knows this. And I'm going to show you in a minute how he, he, he tells us how we can, we can rise above this in our lives. But, but worry can do so much damage on the inside. There's a novel that was written in the late 1800s and it was written by Victor Hugo. It's called 93 and in this novel, um, it's, it, there's a story about a, a crew that is on a ship. And they're in the ship, and, and there's a, a great storm that, that begins to happen outside of the ship. And, and they're way out in the middle of the sea, and waves are crashing. And, and as the crew just tries to, I guess what they call it was batten down the hatches, or whatever they used to, you know, the pirates used to say, batten down the hatches. So they'd batten down the hatches, and they're kind of riding out the storm. But as the crew was in the middle of the storm, they heard banging at the bottom of the boat. And what had happened was one of the cannons had come loose. And there was a few brave crew members that in the middle of the storm, they went down and they refastened the cannon because they knew that the threat that was inside the ship was a lot bigger than the threat that was outside of the ship. That the damage that the cannon could have done to the ship was far worse than the storm that was happening on the outside. And worry is like that. It's, 
It's like a cannon that's loose inside of our spirit, and it's just it's banging the sides and banging, banging around our soul, and it's banging around our mind. And at times, it can do so much more damage on the inside. And Jesus knows this, and He knows the way we're wired, and He knows the way that we've been created. It is too much for us to carry the things that we worry about. And Jesus, says, don't worry about it, because today is what you have. Worry's a waste of time. Worry's a thief. Worry is dangerous to our souls. And worry robs us of peace and joy. And this is kind of a, a bit of a shocking thing to kind of consider, but I'm just going to roll it out because as I was studying this, I was convicted in my own life. But worry's a sin. You say, what? Worry's a sin? Yeah, because Jesus commanded. He, he said to us, do not Worry. Well, I just thought worry was a bad habit, or you know, I'm kind of a worry kind of person. That's just who I am, and I just like to. I tend to worry about things, friends. If we are in chronic worry, it's something that we need to bring before the Lord as confession, and to be healed of that, and to say, Lord, heal me of of worry, and heal me of this, because Lord, I, I want to obey you. And some people, it's almost like they pride themselves as professional worriers. There's people that are like, well, I'm just a, I'm a worrier. I just, that's who I am. It's like a badge of honor that they wear. Have you met some of these people? I'm just a worrier. I just like to worry about stuff. Well, what good is that going to do? And, and what, you know, would you like me, what, would you like a brownie badge? Or like, what would you like for that? Like, would you like me to give you a standing ovation for being a, a professional worrier? It's not something to be proud of. It's actually damaging to you. It's actually a sin. Well, I'm just, I'm here to worry. Okay, well, thank you, but that's not going to do any good. It's like the guy. I heard about a guy, and he grew up, you know, he was part of the small town, the small farming community, and he was known as the professional worrier in town. And let's just call him Walter the Worrier. And everybody knew Walter the Worrier. And every day he would come in the cafe, and all the farmers would sit there, and Walter would sit in the corner by himself, and he would just have a frown on his face and a scowl. And everybody knew that Walter was the worrier. And every time you talk to him, he's worried about something, worried. And one day, Walter showed up in the cafe, and he walks in, he's smiling, he's cracking jokes, he's laughing with everybody, and they're like, Walter, like, what's going on with you? You've completely changed. He said, well, I'm not going to worry anymore. He goes, I don't worry anymore. Like, what? Well, you're Walter the worrier. You're like the town worrier. You're, you're like the, the professional worrier of our town. And he said, well, I just decided I'm not going to worry anymore. He's like, well, how did you do that? He says, well, now I'm paying a guy to worry for me. Really? You're paying a guy to worry for you. Well, that's kind of a neat idea. He goes, well, how do you do that? He's like, well, I just, I hired a guy, and he said that he would just do all the worrying for me, so he goes, I'm just free to just live my life. I don't have to worry anymore. And the one guy said to him, he says, well, where do you find a guy like that, and how much, how much do you pay a guy like that? And he's like, well, I found the guy in Kijiji, and uh, I pay him a, a million dollars a year plus benefits. He says, well, how are you going to pay that? You're not very rich. He says, well, that's for him to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> He's a professional worry. That's not my problem anymore. <laughs> so it's not something to be proud of. But to worry is a sin. And here's, here's something that we just need to be reminded of this morning. And Jesus reminds us, God really cares about you. God really, really cares about you. He said, look at the birds of the air. And God feeds them. And how much more, how much more valuable are you? Look at the lilies and 
And Solomon, in all of his splendor, was not even stacked up next to the, the lilies of the field. And, you know, at that time they would use lilies and grass just to, to burn in fires. And to me, that's such a beautiful picture of in the mundane and, and, and the mundaneness of grass and life and just things that we would see as common. There's beauty in that. And God says that if, that, if, if God created such beauty in the middle of mundane, things that are just meant for burning, how much more would God care for you and will he care for you because he really, really cares about you and me. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Just give them to the Lord. There's another translation that says, cast all your cares on the Lord. And uh, sometimes we need to actually cast our cares. We need to intentionally say, okay, I am not going to carry this anymore. And just picture yourself saying, Lord, I am actually throwing this over now into your court because it's too much for me to carry. And the word says to cast our cares because he cares for us. Here's the big idea. If you're writing notes today, I want you to write this down. This is the big idea. We worry less as we learn to trust Jesus more. We worry less in life. The more we learn to trust Jesus, the less we worry, the less we have to worry. And here is how Jesus shows us. I'm going to show you how he calls us to do this. You say, well, how do we begin to to move from worry to trust? And here's a few things just as we close this morning. First of all, choose to be present. This This is a way that I believe that we can live beyond worry in our lives. Choose to be present. Jesus said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. In other words, God desires for you and me just to live in the present, just to embrace the day. Now, there are some people here this morning, there are some significant challenges and problems that you are facing even currently, even in the days ahead whether it's people that you love or people that are ill or illnesses that you're walking through or other kinds of challenges and and opportunities in the future that could be very challenging. But Jesus says that we're not to worry. And I want to encourage you today. I believe as we heed the words of Christ and we say, listen, let's just live today. Do you know that God is here, right here today with you? And do you know that God is with you tomorrow? God's presence, God's power, he is with you tomorrow just like he's with you today. And this helps us just to be present. You say, God, it's too much for me to carry. I am trusting you. I am offloading. I am casting this over to you until tomorrow. And when I get to tomorrow, God, you've been faithful yesterday. You've been faithful today to get me through today. And I believe that we will live life more abundantly and life to the fullest as we say, God, I know that your presence and your power is here today. And I'm just going to choose to know that you're good in the middle of this situation. And I'm going to be present. Isaiah 43 says that we should forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. The Lord says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive that God is renewing you today? Jesus said to pray, give us today, Lord, our daily bread. Why did he say that? Because that's all we can handle is today. 
And that's how God has designed us. And we will live a free and abundant life as we just say, God, help me just to be present. Help me be present with my friends. Help me be present with my family. Help me have the grace and the power to walk this out today. God, all I need is the energy for today to get me to tomorrow. And when I get to tomorrow, Lord, you're there. (laughs) You're there and you're helping me and you're strengthening me. And then this, Jesus said to seek God's kingdom as your top priority. He said, seek first the kingdom. And this helps us to live in the present because we say, God, it's not about my kingdom. It's not about, I'm not trying to control, God, what you are doing in the future. I'm not trying to control you. Or You see, when we worry, it's like we try to control God. And we say, God, this is what I want you to do. And somehow by worrying, we think we're doing that. But Jesus said, seek first the kingdom, not your kingdom, not, not your preferences, but we seek first the kingdom. A divided heart will cause us to worry, but a singular heart focused on God's kingdom. If you begin to worry, just begin to say, begin to pray, God, let your kingdom come and let your will be done today. And you will watch your worry turn into peace and power in your life. As you begin to say, God, just let your kingdom come. Today is all I need. Lord, I just need your grace today. And I'm seeking first your kingdom. And then finally, pray about everything. Pray about everything. Look at this amazing verse in Philippians. Paul writes this from jail to the church in Philippi. This is what he said. As Paul's in jail, think about it. He's in prison. And he's writing this. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Here's the secret to worry. Be present. Seek the kingdom and then pray. If we could turn the energy on that hamster wheel into prayer, we would see the kingdom of God advance in even greater ways. We would live with greater levels of peace and joy and power in our lives as Christians. We are the light to the world. We are salt We don't want to be known as Walter the Worrier in our town where we're like professional worriers. We should not be worriers. We should be prayer warriors and turn the energy into prayer and asking the Lord to strengthen us and help us in all these things. He says, tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for his answers. And if you do this, you will experience, watch this, God's peace, which is far more wonderful than any human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your heart quiet and at rest as you trust in Jesus Christ. Worry less and pray more. Worry less and pray more. And I pray this morning that God would strengthen us and help us, that we will worry less as we learn to trust Jesus more. I'm gonna invite you to stand this morning And we're just going to move into a ministry time just for a few moments. I believe that there are some here today, as I was praying and preparing, there are some here today with some significant worries and anxieties. And and I believe as we go to the Word of God that intellectually, you know, it hits our mind and our heart. But I I believe in impartation and I believe in in transformation. I believe that the Holy Spirit is here to to actually help us with the Word of God and actually make it integrated into our lives so that we can... We can live in an abundant life and just at a new level of freedom today. And, and so I don't want to single anybody out or whatever, but each one of us have come in with different burdens. And, 
And this morning, I just want to minister today, and I want us to pray to, today. Worry less and pray more. Let's begin to turn our worries into prayer. And I believe that as we do that, see, if we focus on worry, if we focus on something that we can't fix and we can't solve, then that begins to have power over us in life. But if we begin to cast our cares upon the Lord, as we begin to say, God, this is you. I just want to be present. You've given me today my daily bread. You've given me what I need. Lord, I'm not going to worry. I'm going to leave the future with you. God, I know that you're going to be just as faithful tomorrow as you are to me today. I know you're going to be faithful in the future, God. I know you're going to be faithful in my life because you've been faithful. And God, a lot of these things that I'm wasting my emotional energy on, God, help me to turn it into prayer. Help me to turn it to you. And I believe that we will experience living at a new level in our lives today. And I believe if you're here today and maybe you don't know Christ, and even today you can turn your heart to him today, and and Jesus is here, he hears you, and he knows where you are today. If you somebody here today and you have not yet surrendered your life to Christ, you can say, God, I don't want to live my life with anxiety and worry, but I want to put my trust in you. And that's what it means to follow Jesus, that we completely trust him in every area of our lives. Even when it's hard, even when we don't have the answers, even when we don't understand, even when we're going through things and it's hard and it's painful, we just say, God, your grace is sufficient for me today. Today. And so, Father, I just pray today, God, all over this room, there are people here today, God, significant challenges, perhaps, that individuals are walking through. I pray right now the power and the grace of Jesus, Lord, to rest upon each person here today. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, come on, let's begin to do some spiritual warfare together as we pray. Father, I break off anxiety and I break off fear and I break off worry and I break off doubt and I break off the habit of worry and I break off the the pain uh, that worry brings us and I break off the emotional attachments to worry or things that we try to carry. And God, again, today we cast all of our cares and all of our burdens upon you and you said, God, that you would guard our heart. You said that you would give us the grace today. God, we leave our loved ones, our friends, our neighbors, our kids. We leave all these situations into your hands. We leave our job. We leave our careers. We leave our future in your hands. And God, you've been so faithful to us. And Jesus, you said not to worry about tomorrow. Why? Because you're in tomorrow. And we thank you, God, that you're in tomorrow. And we trust you. Give us the grace today to live with joy. Give us the grace today that even if we are in prison, even if we are in a place where we feel trapped and locked, God, we're not going to spin our wheels. We're going to turn our worry into praise. We're going to turn our prison into praise. We're going to turn where we are today, God, into a place of trusting you at a new level because we want to live the full life that you called us. So I break off worry. I break off anxiety. Heal. Heal your people, God, of anxiousness. Heal their body. Heal their emotions, oh God, today. In the name of Jesus is healing you right now. He's healing emotional pain. He's healing emotional anxiety. He's freeing you to live your full life in him. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's just worship together this morning. Let's just sing together. As we worship God, let's just lift all of our cares and all of our anxiety to him. In Jesus' name.